Hey everybody, terribly sorry about the upcoming audio issues, uh, this is totally my fault. I guess after a few weeks without dabbling in any editing or staying caught up with anything, I have completely butchered my side of the audio. I think everything on Death Echo's side is perfectly fine, so please excuse me for this little bit of a hiccup, and hopefully you can still enjoy this episode of the DXP Podcast. Much appreciated, and thank you for your understanding. Enjoy. podcast your source for video game news nonsense and silly stuff today i biogamer am joined by the one and only death echoes i know him as jovan i've worked with him for what do you say about five years now yeah just about five years just um, about five years very happy about that yeah yeah look at that and today we're coming to you uh i know it has been quite a while since we've actually posted an episode uh, we're working on the whole work schedule and all that fun shit, so we're just, please bear with us, that's all I gotta say. Uh, work in my line of work is very hectic right now, especially with Q4, and time is very crunched. Uh, oh, Jobot. yeah, it is. We're both on, like, really, really big projects right now. Exactly. Uh, but today, we want to come with you with a special episode about the PlayStation State of Play, inside xbox and we're going to hit up on some of the oculus connect 6 along with some of the uh features and games and announcements from the nintendo direct that just happened about two days ago and the nintendo direct that what happened last week i'm gonna say it happened last week i could be wrong yeah about a week maybe two weeks ago i I think it's still fresh in our minds especially with a lot of the cool video game announcements that happened recently Mm-hmm. So we're definitely on good track with a lot of the lineup that we have. Yeah. So that's going to so, be, uh, be fun. It's going to be real fun. But yeah, okay, so let's hop, uh, let's hop right into the state of play. Uh, you can hit on this one. Uh, I don't care much about Call of Duty, but Modern Warfare. I put down in my notes, meh, because that's how I feel about it. But I know well, you have some things to say about it. What do you got? I, I definitely have some things to say about that. That game was actually a lot of fun during the beta. Like I think it sold a lot of the people the nostalgia that the old Modern Warfare series had brought in. Um, the whole being able to play with your friends in quick games and do all that. Um, I think it's also an awesome game. It has a very, very good potential. Um, but I think the controversy surrounding it, like Sony recently, they came up with a, a whole year exclusivity to uh game mode inside modern warfare which is spec ops survival where it's basically like a horde mode and you just 
battle off soldiers after soldiers for like a certain amount of waves or, or something like that. And Sony has the rights to that for a whole year. And that did not sit well with both PC players and also Xbox players, especially with how often Call of Duty comes out. Like, could you imagine? Like, uh, Call of Duty comes out every, every six year. Months. Oh, <laughs> it might as well come out every six months. But every year, there's a new Call of Duty game, and then there's one mode that comes out for exclusively for the PlayStation for one whole year. Yeah, for PlayStation people, but what about the Xbox and the PC players that are going to end up paying the sixty dollars just like Sony people, and they only get like what, like sixty, seventy percent of the game? That. That doesn't sit well with a lot of gamers, which I don't blame them. And then recently there was a leak where they said they were going to reintroduce like loot crates, like microtransaction loot crates where they actually have weapons, possibly overpowered, more than likely overpowered weapons. There's too much controversy around loot crates. They just uh, EA. I mean, no, who makes it? Infinity? No. Activision. Activision does modern warfare now. Yeah, well, Activision has always done Modern Warfare. It's just the uh, the developers like they're putting the loot crates all you know under discretion of Activision and stuff like that. But EA has been a big contributor to that as well. Like with the whole Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront was one uh, of the biggest problems yeah. that was that it had microtransactions, microtransactions, uh, play to win. I mean, pay to win, and then there was too much controversy going around with the whole. Uh, loot crates now it's actually becoming a fact where they have to put down like the percentage chance of you getting the certain weapon from this crate and it's like a one in one thousand chance so you can open it a thousand times and within that thousand times you have a one percent chance of getting this certain weapon but how much does it cost you out of pocket oh uh, thousands possibly if you're in if you're the right person that has the money people spend so much money on those microtransactions i mean look at there's this one youtuber that spent so much money just so he could try to get one weapon which was only a two percent chance and after around 500 loot carries he did not even get it um so it i mean we're really going into an era of gaming where it just seems like everything's going to be based off of chance Uh, at this point i think you're just better off playing the lottery yeah, that's true. You actually get something in return because you're not really getting anything because they're just changing up the game after a year. Yeah, that is, that is highly true. I think the most I ever spent on an in-game purchase was nine ninety nine. I can I can actually see that. I can actually see that. Yeah, definitely. It was nine ninety nine for an in-game purchase. Other than that, I mean, there's DLC and character packs. That's a different story to me. But I well, think like microtransactions, nine ninety nine, and that was a fucking Pokemon Go. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pokemon Go. But I, all right. So here's the thing that I want to sort of bring up is like we're also remember I said we're heading into a new era of gaming, where like these developers or these um, publishers they're actually putting out content for free. They're saying yes, all the DLC is going to be free with future updates. But you know that was that used to be the way that they monetized everything. They used to just sell you the $10, $15 map packs for four maps, maybe even a weapon here and there. And then they used to call it a day. That's how they made their money. Now that they're giving you all those maps for free, how are they going to remonetize the game? And that's the question. That's what the thing behind those loot crates. Well, see, I remember back in the day when you paid $50 for a video game and you got it. That's it. That's the entire game. Go have fun. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like I... literally the way they describe video games now is, hey, here is the bottom bun to a sandwich. 
we're going to release the vegetables, the condiments, the meat, and the top bun later down the road in the next two years. And you can purchase it for a quarter to 50% of what you paid for this game. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely every game is sort of like a beta now. Like everything comes out into the near future, which is unfortunate because That's then you're right. Yeah, it, every game is a beta. It's it's always constantly being updated, and then by the time the the they, the developers get to where they promised you the everything that they promised you finally comes out, the next game probably is coming up close. Our new game is out where nobody really even cares about that game anymore. So. I mean, it's it's a very unfortunate time. A very I'm unfortunate. I'm gonna name time. the episode "Every Game Is a Beta." Every game is a beta. <laughs> yep, that's gonna be the name of this episode. Congratulations, you named your first episode on your first I, show. Number one, I'm here. I'm here. First time. Let's do Loot. this. All right, moving on from Modern Warfare and microtransactions and loot crates. Uh, another game from the state of play was Funami. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? That's all I gotta say. It literally looks like the people who created Loku Roku from the PlayStation Portable days. The little yellow ball that rolled around and you had to like collect other little yellow balls and make yourself bigger. That's literally the only thing I got from it. I think it's so weird, that game. Like, I, I There was even one clip. I decided to look away for a split second because, honestly, that game didn't really capture my attention too much. Not but I all. swear I saw the square block throwing up in the grass or something like that. That like, surprised me. <laughs> it made no sense. Like The first thing I saw when I looked back at the screen was a square just throwing up into the grass. And I'm like, okay... Um, why would I get this if for some reason square blocks can go drinking and they're puking all over the place? I mean, What's up with you that? can drink and puke in Grand Theft Auto and look how successful it is. Yeah, but I could do funny stuff with that. I could just dance with strippers and stuff and throw dollar bills at the same time. That's true. And then you can give a stripper like $500 killer and then only get like 20 bucks back. <sighs> Where does she put that money? I don't know. I think her crotch was in the ATM and she deposited it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane right which actually when we're going off to like a complete insanity right mm-hmm. speaking of absolute insanity actually is the game humanity humanity uh, humanity yeah humanity it's, it was like the opener to the state of play and i didn't understand it like is it a puzzle game what's what's going on what's with all the people they just showed people falling off of areas and then like there were there's like a four-way intersection and people would jump through like this little water square and swim to the other side i was just like i don't understand what's going on here and then like near the end like they're getting like beamed up into like some ufo thing and I'm like, is it like an alien game? Is this like a, a like a rename of like a destroy all humans that we don't know about that you know they're somehow trying to bring it back? New name, new style of game. It's just hey, so destroy all humans is getting a remaster. Thank you. Is getting a remaster? Oh. oh my gosh, yes. Did you not hear about that? I did not hear about that. Okay, so back forward to it. Uh, back at E3, like before E3 was a thing uh, this year, THQ Nordic came out and was like, we're going to release three games in the next three days and it's basically like the release trailer the first one was destroy all humans the okay. second one was uh spongebob squarepants battle for bikini bottom wow yep and then the third one was darksiders genesis i think i played the spongebob game oh my on gosh my GameCube. 
Exactly. Me and my sister loved it on GameCube, and as soon as I sent her over a tweet about it, she was like, I have to have this. I have to have it. Isn't that crazy? And I loved it because if you go and look at the release date, it says when I'm ready. (laughs) When I'm ready. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm ready. I'm ready. But now it's when I'm ready. That's actually pretty dang awesome. Like, I mean, it's safe to say that we're a little bit like creatively bankrupt when it comes to the games. As yeah, of right now, so let's take uh, the stuff from the old times that made it killing and then just yeah. basically make it look prettier because that's what a lot of these are. They're basically taking the game and rebuilding it from the ground up. Same exact game, a little bit twist on the story. Other than that, it looks 10 times better on these newer gen consoles compared to that old stuff where it looked like polygons just running around everywhere. I will tell you this, though. I mean, like one remaster that I was definitely happy about was Resident Evil 2 great job great job so more more remasters need to be like that like if you're gonna take the old game like really redo it don't just like upscale the graphics just a little bit mm-hmm. like so, crash bandicoop racing crash bandicoop uh trilogy uh, series uh the spyro game that just uh got really released oh, i miss oh, spyro yeah. and now they have uh moving on to the next one yep uh, they got medieval medieval is coming back as a completely remastered and I'm hyped about that because I love Medieval on the PlayStation 1 and on the PSP. So I Medieval. can't wait to... Sir Go Daniel ahead. Thortescue can't wait to start doing his little uh, rip-off of the uh, Zelda Link sword spin. But he literally spins his entire upper body around, detaches his spine, and just goes... You know, yeah, I... I have not played that game at all. Like it, that, that game has completely went under the radar for me all my life. I think I just spend spending way too much time playing like Metal Gear Solid and things like that, and like that one completely did not happen for me. I don't know why. I, I missed out big it. time. Missed out big time. Uh, La Noir is getting a VR experience. How does that game keep coming back? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, what it was PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Sixty. Then it came to the Four, the Xbox One, PC. Is it on, on Switch. Switch now? It's it, on Switch. It is now. on the Switch. It is on the Switch. Yeah. It's, no. uh, Stop. <laughs> that game just keeps coming back. I think Rockstar is just like, hey man, we just need people to just get off our backs for a little bit while Grand Theft Auto Six comes out, and uh, bring it to Miami, Rockstar. If you hear this by any chance, bring it to Miami. But what I was saying was like with LA Noir, for some reason, there's like a new chapter of that game that comes out every single year. I would say every single year they find a way to add to that game. And I heard it was an absolutely fantastic game. Um, so not to knock that game at all. I definitely should actually pick that up just so I could see what it's all about. But from what I can tell, it's sort of similar to Heavy Rain. If you've played that, Mike, I played like a very little bits of it. I think I did the demo back in the day. But yeah, I just like can't get behind those story-driven games. Like, I need action. Yeah, it's like, L.A. Noir is uh, definitely a story-driven game. It's very, like, old-school detective-like during, like, the mob, the mafia and things like that. It's actually a pretty cool concept. I just never really gotten into that. Yeah, yeah, can't. Because that'd just be, this is boring. What do I do? I need to do something. Like, that's why I'm playing Control right now on the Xbox. Playing as Jesse, I'm literally running around shooting people in the face and throwing concrete at them with my mind. (laughs) 
concrete. That's insane. Well, um, I mean, you have a telekinesis, and literally, if there's nothing around, she'll literally rip concrete out of the wall and throw it at people. Like, what's like, the end result of that game, though? What do you mean? Like, what's, like, the end result of that game? Is that, like, a story game, or are you just, like, tossing concrete at people just for fun? There's a story behind it. It's a... You, oh, okay. There, it's, it's, it's a doozy. But it's by the same people who made uh, Quantum Break for the Xbox. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and Alan Wake. And they're, they just announced that there's going to be... Uh, there's five updates coming for it, and, like, the very last DLC is actually putting the Alan Wake into it. So we'll see how uh, Control and Alan Wake mix together later in life. Okay. Well, looking forward to that and hearing that from you whenever you get the chance to play that. Yep. Uh, okay. Civilization 4. Six. 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 See, yeah, I can't do Roman numerals. That is cool. So Civilization 6. Um, thoughts on that? I love the Civilization theory, um, series. That series has... Uh, taken many hours of my life actually i was gonna say there's a there's a i, I listen to a lot of podcasts and there are people out there that put over five hundred thousand hours into this game and i'm just like what yeah i'm telling you that game is like in a class of its own the strategy behind it and being able to play with like your friends and things like that would really make it actually really nice for the playstation 4 oh yeah so, like, but it, can... it's coming to it now so i mean ps4 users have at it I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I That might be a game I pick up, especially if I'm able to play with a lot of my friends. We can all run our own country and just duke it out in a war. And whoever drops the most nukes wins. Mm. <laughs> I think that's how anybody win. I dropped the most nukes. I still survived. <laughs> just Just have like a city of roaches and you won't have to worry about that. It's true. The I mean, they can survive empire. everything. So with that being said, I think we're going to actually wrap up the whole. No, actually, we still have one more thing. Uh, Two more things. Actually, we have Death Stranding coming up. Like, what is even the point of that game? Hideo Kojima has been very, very quiet behind it. And all of the things that came out for it has been really, really weird. I I couldn't tell you. Uh, Death Stranding something about a lady who gives birth to a baby who's in an alternate dimension and then the main character Norman Reedus I believe let's say you pronounce his name uh freaking dies every 21 minutes or something like that and then his suit brings him back to life after he's dead for three minutes uh you have the a bladder control to where it tells you you have to pee and if like you and your friends all pee in the same spot then a certain mushroom will grow like it's i don't understand this game it comes out next month i don't fucking understand it and then yeah to, I, during the state of play they announced there is a uh ps4 limited edition death stranding that comes with like a see-through yellow controller that and like handprints on the ps4 which i think looks very creepy it does. Me. Like I'm gonna stick with my matte black. <laughs> yeah, same here. Or like the the Spider Man one. If you were to able to get the Spider Man one, shout out to you. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <What> a... 
So, like, Death Stranding is definitely a weird game. It's made by Hideo Kojima. Um, everybody who is of the gaming world knows Hideo Kojima for the Metal Gear Solid series. And he's made some incredible stories. Unfortunately, Metal Gear Solid 5 was not that great. Um, but he made his own studio. And now Death Stranding is a part of that, just in case for the any of the listeners who didn't know. But this game is really weird. So far, everything that has been said about it just confirmed that is really really weird so i have to put a question mark behind that one in the notes just because i don't know if hideo kojima is actually sane anymore like is he still the same guy that made the metal gear solid series we won't know i have a feeling this game is going to be one of those things where it's either really really good or incredibly bad they weird yeah like no nothing else about that Nothing. Okay. And then the last little topic on the state of play was uh, after party. We know that the last of us part two was like the biggest thing and everybody knows about it. I'm just going over like the little tiny things that were announced during it because let's be honest, everybody knows about the last of us two by now. Yeah. That game is um, in a class of its own. Uh, yep. Shout out Naughty Dog for that one. You brought us Uncharted, and now that you're bringing us The Last of Us, hit after hit, it's absolutely. Hey, they incredible. also brought us Jack and Daxter. They did bring us Jack and Daxter, so oh. they're made to pump out incredible content. So I can only imagine how this next game is going to end up being. And on top of that, let's not forget The Last of Us Remastered is going to be there for PlayStation Plus members for free. Yeah. So if you haven't had a chance. Yeah, get you ready. Um, like for real, if you haven't had a chance to play that game, definitely pick it up. It's free. You you have nothing to lose at this point. Like it is a really solid game, and even the multiplayer is a lot of fun if you're more into multiplayers. Mm-hmm. And then, lastly, for the state of play, there is After Party. Uh, I heard about this game a while back during Gamescom, and I was like, "This sounds fun." Literally, two characters, they go to hell, and the only way out of hell is to out-drink the devil. So they go on a wild-ass adventure through hell, uh, dialogue trees galore. And the great thing about it is, depending on the certain type of drink that you take, your dialogue tree will completely change for that section of the level. So I thought that was really unique. And then on top of that, the art style on it and the humor behind it is just amazing, in my opinion. I can't wait for it. Yeah, absolutely. This is my first time ever hearing about that during the state of play. So, like, I as soon as I saw it, I was like, I really like the way this game is going. Like, it just has a really good feel to it. I don't know. No, it's I'm one of those really little party games it. that you'd have where just like something where if you need like a palate cleanser from something, like if you've been playing one game for. 500 to 1,000 hours, and you're like, I need to do something else with my life. After party, it's like, I'm going to go drinking virtually. I think you can possibly make a drinking game out of that. I don't know. You know what? That might be something to test out. That probably might be on a future podcast. Mm. All right. uh, So in this uh, level, I'm having a legit Bloody Mary. There's a half a finger in here. So let's, uh, let's make this drink. Yeah, I see that working out. I already look forward to that. <laughs> you have no idea. But that's everything for the state of play. I mean, anything else that we need to cover on that one? 
Uh, no, nothing really big after that. I mean, Sony's heading in the right direction. We haven't had too many glimpses of the PS5. We know that information is going to be coming out soon as we're expecting it to come out next year. Yeah. Or maybe even Speaking and, of the PS5, uh, I was listening to one podcast, The Gamer's Advocate, and the host, Adam, was stating that he, he saw how when they announced the state of play was coming, the game Humanity was the one that made like the PlayStation logo, but there were five stragglers at the end, and he pointed out like that five those five stragglers have to mean something. Like they don't just like do that by accident. Be like, oh well, the simulator just made like five people come in late. Okay, just go with it. No, there's got to be a reason. So he hinted on like the fact that it might be because of PlayStation Five. Like there's going to be something about PlayStation Five later down the road. But they said that that. Nothing about the PlayStation 5 was going to be talked about during the state of play, but I think that was like a cool little hint that was thrown in there. Uh, I need, I know, I think I've heard that it might be rumor, and don't quote me on this for sure, but like I've heard that the PlayStation 5 will be also be coming out alongside with the PlayStation 5 Pro, where basically both of the models will be out there. You'll just have an upgraded model that you could go to. Hmm. That'd be nice. But it makes me wonder what's going to be the difference between the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 Pro because they're already saying the jump between the PlayStation 4 Pro and the PlayStation 5 is literally taking a 13-second load time on Spider-Man and cutting it down to like 0.6 seconds. Yeah, I can only imagine. Like, I can definitely see more RAM being put into play. Um, Probably similar processors or even just like one generation faster of a processor. Mm-hmm. to be able to handle that but that's about it i mean i can't really see that uh, but i'm still getting the pro so catch me there yeah I, i'm getting the pro too I, I learned my lesson that's why i got this pro for my playstation 4 i like it i have no issues with it and it does everything solidly i mean for sure i mean going back i just wanted to mention because like when we were talking about modern warfare i played it on both the playstation 4 and also the playstation 4 pro words because they're that hard but on the playstation 4 pro everything loaded so much faster than the playstation 4 like when i was playing with my buddies and i looked at their playstation their entire map is still rendering and then mine is still just going like everything's fully rendered so definitely might be a big difference between the pro and also the five Hmm. Uh, uh, i don't got anything to compare mine to so i can't really do a side-by-side comparison i'll take your word on it though then again, I don't play army games. I play single players or fighters. If you want to do like a Naruto battle, hit me up. Definitely will. All right. All right. Well, that covers everything for the state of play. I mean, next up is the inside Xbox. Uh, I've got a few notes on this. I really just want to go through a lot of them. Uh, it's all like updates. Uh, fun update. Rockstar is giving you seven days of Game Pass when you buy one of their energy drinks. Get that caffeine boost and then have seven days of Game Pass to play all the great games from Xbox on your Xbox or PC. Because Game Pass is now on PC. I don't drink Rockstar, so it won't really bother me. And then I have Game Pass already, so I really don't need the seven days. Yeah, but I think it's a good place for people to start if they're a little bit wary about whether or not Game Pass is worth it. Yeah, Even though I, I think mean, the titles are definitely worth it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the titles that they just brought to Game Pass is Jump Force, uh, the anime fighter, Lego Worlds, 
and Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, the new 505 game that was just that just came out a few months ago. It did great on console, but the Switch had the biggest issues. But luckily, uh, they officially announced on their Twitter today that within the next few months, they're going to be bringing out major updates to the Switch edition to fix a lot of those issues. Yeah, I think the Switch overall is a really big shock to a lot of the de- developers. Like, even the developers didn't know they wanted a Switch port for a lot of these games. And, I mean, like, considering we're going forward, I mean, even the Nintendo Switch is starting to adopt a lot of the Xbox Live features on there. So, like, we can see where the Nintendo Switch is going. Uh, I mean, the Nintendo Switch is getting Xbox exclusive games on it as well. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm really hoping they, uh, it's, it's a dream. It's a, it, it's a big dream. Just bring in the game pass to the switch. I mean, Xbox would make a mother loving killing. They definitely would. And not even to mention, like, we're not even talking about like just console game pass, but also PC game pass too. Uh-huh. So if they are able to bring in like bad North and we, we talked about, earlier dirt rally 2.0 uh city skylines um saints row 4 which we both love playing dubstep gum all the way and dubstep gun that's right but i mean like me being a racing fan uh dirt rally 2 sounds like such a fun game like you have no idea like i love racing games and like i'm a playstation made native so i always play gran turismo but being able to actually just do rally cars the entire time sounds like a really good draw if you're a racing fan it sure does. I mean, I'm not in so much of racing games uh, uh, besides Mario Kart and Crash Bandicoot racing. I like the cartoony racing. Crash? Oh, what was it? Crash Team Racing? Yeah, Crash Team <laughs> Racing. Yeah, the remastered edition. Wait, wait, Switch. wait. Wait, wait. We're, we're talking about all these racing games, but we can't like address the one racing game that, you know what? We're talking about Nintendo later. We'll get into that part. Um, so we're going to continue on with the Xbox before I go into a complete tangent because this game needs to come out for the Switch. It needs to. Okay. Uh, speaking of games coming out, Code Vein is actually coming out tomorrow, the day this episode... Uh, yeah, the day this episode airs, which is uh, September 27th. Oh, okay. I see where you put in the notes. Yeah, that game does need to come out. We'll get to it soon. Yeah, we will. Uh, yeah, Code Vein tomorrow. <laughs> Super excited. It is a Dark Souls clone, but it's anime style. Uh, you're vampires, and I cannot wait. I've been seeing a lot of gameplay, a lot of people with uh, beta access, alpha access, pre-release. There are still stores out there that broke release date. So people got the game early by accident. Lucky bastards. So that's an exciting look. I have yet to receive a game before... It was released. I have never been that lucky yet. So, uh, okay. There's an Xbox exclusive called Recore. Came out a while ago. I got it from Best Buy a week early from release date. I was like, oh my gosh, it's not even supposed to be out until next week. So I was like, I'm gonna try streaming for the very first time off of my Xbox because my Xbox hooked up to Twitch. I got like over 300 people watching me. And the biggest complaint was the load time, because the load time on that game was literally somewhere between 45 seconds to a minute every time you went to a new area or died. Sounds like Skyrim. 
I was just like, this is horrible. I'm like, this load time, oh my gosh, go faster. How'd you get this game so early? Dude, you really suck at this. Load times are horrible. If only I can, like, chop up and edit live streams. Right. Right. <laughs> I'd take the load times out of it, but I can't. Isn't that something? Yeah. Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds, yeah. I mean, it's the game that's coming out soon. It's by the same people who made Fallout New Vegas. Uh, was never a big fan of Fallout, so it's really not my forte. I can definitely jump into this one, though. Obsidian is a great studio. Um, I personally believe they will absolutely kill it if Microsoft doesn't get involved with it. Um, if anybody knows, Microsoft has always had trouble getting in the way of of developers trying to do what they want to do. So hopefully they stayed out of this business and let Obsidian do what they do best, and that's create an awesome game. Yeah, I did see how there was multiple different planets, multiple different colonies and whatnot, so I'm just like, oh, that's, that's different, that's unique. Can you planet hop? Like, I'm tired of living on this bougie-ass planet. I'm going to the not-so-bougie-ass planet. Like, holy shit, is that a fucking pterodactyl? Or like, like you just want to see a bunch of nonsense whenever you play these games. Yeah, that's true. I did like the trailer that they showed on the Inside Xbox. It's like, join this planet where you can tame alien beasts. And it's literally the aliens are eating somebody's corpse. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't hmm. want to tame that. No, not really. Wouldn't want to either. Uh... Xbox is coming out with a new bundle, another Xbox One S and another Xbox One X bundle that's going to have Forza 4 and the Lego Speed DLC, driving a Lego Speed Racer. Miss me with that one. I uh, yeah. like how, yeah, I, those bundles, for some reason, the Xbox has a new bundle every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's really whatever. Uh, Project xCloud, how about that? That is an awesome concept. I I think it came out just in time, especially with um Google and Stadia, Stadia. That's what it's called. Stadia. Uh, Stadia. There we go. We like a with fucking discount on that. Like, <laughs> I wish, but like with um Stadia, the X Cloud came out just in time. It is being in beta as we speak, and you're actually going to be able to use it on a mobile platform too. Yeah. Which I find it absolutely phenomenal for the person who's on the go. Yeah, and it's only available on Android devices right now. Uh, and they're working really closely with uh, certain carriers. And I know for the U.S., the main character, main carrier that they are working with is T-Mobile. Yep, that's so, great. And I don't think they could have chose a better well, carrier, honestly. I mean, it's it, T-Mobile has paved the way a lot for a bunch of different mobile milestones throughout the years so bringing in streaming gaming is going to be great the three games you can get with right now are gears 5 sea of thieves and killer instinct if you are chosen to be a part of the beta uh so that's going to be exciting uh streaming from console to where you can basically log into your console wherever you are as long as you're connected to the internet uh that's to be announced it's coming in a later date and they're going to give us information about that uh, happy to go over that because that sounds phenomenal. It kind of sounds like remote play for your PlayStation 4 from the PlayStation uh, Vita. Yeah, it really does. 
I I hope that Sony decides to figure out how they want to do like a mobile platform. I think they started with their own phones. Like, yeah, they did start with their own. They started with a Sony Experience phones that actually slid out and had like a full on PlayStation portable controller layout. Yeah, like I thought that was pretty cool. I think Sony is onto something. Maybe with the PS5, we'll see a lot more having to do with their cloud service. I mean, they've been testing out the cloud service for quite a while with um, PlayStation Now. Is that what it's called? Yeah, PlayStation Now. But they really need yeah. to update their uh, title library for that sister service. Oh yeah, for sure. They definitely need to update that, and they also need to work on the latency. That game, that service had a lot of latency issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still more Team Game Pass over PlayStation now. Retweet. Yep, yep. Other than that, I mean, after, what was it, a full hour of Inside Xbox, those were the main things that I really got from it that I want to talk about. Uh, did you grab anything from it? Uh, not really. Um, besides, you know, Gears 5, um, getting a whole lot of maps, new modes, new characters, new customization items. Like, a lot of things are just coming out for gears five shows that they're really invested into it which doesn't surprise me that's one of their bread and butter series yeah it's their first Um, party yeah that's their first party so they got to make it good and they got to make it worthy to stick around for oh absolutely and the great thing about gears five is it is a game that is on game pass so get game pass play gears five go buy a rockstar energy drink get gears five for seven days you really can't beat that you really no. can't. I think that's why they made the partnership, because if you look at the Rockstar cans, it's got Gears logos and art designs on it, so it's just like, oh, all right. Yeah, it fits it perfectly. Absolutely. All right, let's move into a, a more fun and we can talk about for days topic, Nintendo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh, Nintendo. I, I don't understand how you could do so much good things but then have such bad things that end up just killing off your experience. Like, can mm-hmm. we talk about that? Yeah. Like, like me and me and Mike over here, we've been chatting about features that we definitely want on this Switch that really could go hand in hand to make the experience overall better. And like, starting with one of those is the whole friends list. Like, <laughs> what do you think about the friends list, Mike? Uh. <laughs> Honestly, like getting to it's too complicated. They should really just do it by username. Give people a username. It's ten times better than having to send out the giant ass code. I mean, I can understand it's like more secure and whatnot, and it doesn't give everybody like the controversy of, well, I don't have my username or my gamer tags taken or something like that because you're doing a randomized code, but it's annoying. Like, just let me go by BioGamer on there and let people add me via that way. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think it's so much better. And then, like, on top of that, Nintendo's, I think, is trying really, really hard to cut down on the toxic community that is gaming. Uh, absolutely. So, I like, mean, they... Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I remember a while back, Xbox stated something about, like... Uh, it was something about, like, approved behavior and unapproved behavior while on Xbox Live, that could get you, like, kicked or banned for, like, X amount of days. I think all the all the consoles and the companies need to work on that. I guess they can do the best they can. But at the same time, Nintendo, you got to let your players play. Uh, like, that's the end of the, the story there. Like, you got to let them play. And 
even that, let them chat. Like, how how come I have to download the Nintendo Switch online app so I could chat with people on Splatoon? And it doesn't even work that well. It's yeah. so hard. Remember when Splatoon first came out and we were like, let's download the app. And we download it and it's just like, no, fuck this. I'm just going to call you. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, man. Like, I, Nintendo, if you hear this, I want you to know you should drop your Nintendo Switch Online app, all right? I drop, believe everybody agrees with you. Yeah, drop that nonsense, okay? Just l- say Discord, take over for us. Let us let I'll let you have an app on my Switch and you can do whatever the heck you want with it. Just let chat be an actual thing for us for once. That'd and I phenomenal. feel like they'll hit a home run. They would. Oh, absolutely. I, and honestly, I think Xbox and also PlayStation would benefit, especially when we're heading into another era where cross-platform is a thing. Like, let us be able to chat with them in our own, like, party rooms and our servers inside Discord. I think it's such a good idea. Like, come on. We should definitely be doing this. We're heading into an age where we are able to all play together. We should definitely have a chat service that works with everybody, and that's Discord. Cross-play, cross-save, cross-platform. I mean, I don't see why not. Bring Discord into that and give us the ability to switch between servers. Be like, all right, let's go play this. Let's talk on here. Let's go do this. Let's do this. Let's do our own little private party. Let's just be able to sit down, play single-player games that has nothing to do with multiplayer, but be still be able to talk to your friends who are across the country. I agree. I 100% agree. Uh, Nintendo needs to do that. They can be the pioneers for that. They definitely can. Uh, there's so many people with Switches. The Nintendo Switch is a very popular console, and adding Discord to that mix would definitely make that console way more desirable. They can play with anybody. Mm-hmm. That sure is. I mean, it'd be... Yeah, it's hands down a great idea, and they need to get on it. Yep, I agree. Um, another feature that I wish that they would bring into is, like, folders. Let me, like, put my games in certain folders so this way i could just like search for games that are having just like a long thing to scroll through and then eventually i'll get to it like if i can have like a folder a dedicated folder for like the games that i mostly play all the time that would be awesome like i feel like those are key features that should definitely be a part of this experience that would make it so much better um and also nintendo um work on your betas like nobody plays at the times you set up these betas i think it's actually so crazy like the splatoon beta if you want to go back it like that beta was from like 2 p.m to like 5 people are at work and i don't know if you guys know this but like splatoon for a kid game is written by just hardcore gamers and like adults for some reason they play that game way more than kids which i find hilarious yeah listen to this in the first up until yesterday from the, what was yesterday? Yesterday was the 25th. In five days, the Nintendo Switch Lite sold 177,936 units in Japan. That's crazy. That's insane. Like, th- There's no reason why you shouldn't have Discord on a console like that. Exactly. Like, that's I, I I think that also like helps with their their goal too. Like if they want to talk like cut down on toxic behavior on video games and stuff like that, having mm-hmm. Discord, you know, like you create a server, not anybody could just join the server. You know, so it's like you, you still have that privacy if you wanna have it, but at the same time you still can have people chat with each other with a dedicated application that works. 
I think everybody wins on that one. Oh, absolutely. Um, last and final wish list. Mike can probably um, vouch for this one as well. Um, trophies or achievements on Nintendo Switch? Yay or okay. nay? So we talked about this at work the other day. I it was a not. debate. It, it was. My, my version is if they give us trophies or achievements or like little milestones is what I called it. Honestly, think instead of like giving us achievement points or gamer score or like you've gotten 1800 platinums in your lifetime, they should just do like those Nintendo coins that give you discounts on other games. Because I mean, that would give people the full on like motivation to 100% a game to get like 10 gold coins from Nintendo eShop if you 100% this game. I think that's what I think. That's my that's my two cents and my opinion on it. Like, and don't give us points or anything. Just give us those golden coins. Yeah, the only thing is, like, Nintendo's already in a sort of hard-to-reach place. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're killing it in sales. The Switch is absolutely phenomenal in the sales department. They're killing it. Absolutely killing it. But the problem is that, like, they don't have a Call of Duty or a Gears where majority of the hardcore gamers are. So to give up that many coins for like discounts of some sort like towards certain games or something like that or maybe you can use a certain amount of coins per transaction so this way they can still somehow keep their end of the bargain when it comes to making money off of these games but like overall like if you want my honest opinion like it there's a lot of couch co-op games on the switch and that's something that all the consoles are lacking unless you're nintendo where like I want to be able to play Astral Chain with Mike over here and let's let's complete it 100%. The replay value would be so high. We have something to strive for and it won't be just a game we pick up and then after that we sort of like, uh, we no longer want to play it. Too true, too true. I mean, other systems do have those exclusives like Gears, Halo, uh, The Last of Us, Horizon, but they're those like hard-hitting games people want to master people want to 100 there's a game like that on nintendo mario kart everybody wants to play mario kart even then like i said astral chain i mean we even have like enter the gungeon if we can have trophies on enter the gungeon for that bullet hell of a game like that that would be absolutely phenomenal like there's so many games that you could do that with and like even yoshi's crafted world you can definitely do it on that on that game as well like there's so many couch co-op games that i feel like would bring families closer you'd be able to really play games with your friends and master them i think it's a really cool thing to have yeah i can see it yeah i totally see it i see where you're coming from yeah i just wonder what they i I wonder how nintendo would twist it though like how nintendo has to twitch it yeah i agree I agree. How they would bring it about, that's definitely one thing. The one thing I don't want is I don't want them to do the whole gamer score thing. Like, if they fully integrated with Xbox, that's going to, like, be a little bit weird. Like, mm-hmm. I think it should just have its own little entity. Like, yeah, have some Xbox exclusives on the Switch, this, that, and the third. That's fine. But, like, don't fully give into the Microsoft ecosystem there. I don't think that's the right way to go, especially with, like, the one of the biggest games that nintendo has is basically the mario franchise and super smash bros like imagine that on the xbox probably cool but at the same time then nintendo loses its fan base there 
but that's just a hypothesis, and it's just high hopes and big wishes. Huge wishes. But yeah. until then, we have uh, Mario Kart Mobile. Yeah. Mario Kart Mobile just came out. It just, it, just it, it did. I literally played the prologue and learned how to play while I was at the gym earlier because I take my iPad on the treadmill. Really quick, I'm just curious because I haven't played it yet. So I'm curious, like, how do you turn and stuff like that? Like, are okay, you so, so from the iPad version, I click simple and it's literally tap the screen and move your finger forward. That's accelerate. And then you drag your finger left or right. And that's how you turn. And if you're going around a turn, if you like drag it to the edge of the screen, you'll start drifting. And if you move it back to the center, you use your drift boost. And then once you hit a block and get a weapon, you have to tap the screen and it will use that certain weapon. Well, in other words, if I can connect the controller to it, watch out, kids. I'm about oh. to smack you on Mario Kart Tours. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I'll yeah, see if my just... uh, PlayStation 4 controller will sync over to it. Yeah, like that'll be like the way to do it. That'll be the way. That'll be the new mouse and keyboard, but on mobile. No, like, absolutely. Like that's your OP after that. Um. So. Yeah. So the topic, the main, the main thing, the main thing on the Nintendo, the game that I've been wanting to actually bring into this, which for some reason has not even been talked about. Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong are both in Smash. They what? What was it? Donkey Kong Country Breeze. Yeah, Tropical Freeze. Tropical Freeze. That's a Country Breeze. Yeah, Country Breeze. <laughs> I think it's so worth it, man. Like, it, we're, this is a, a great time to bring back that game, Diddy Kong Racing for the Switch. Absolutely. Just going around in those little airplanes and going to all the little different stages and whatnot from the. That's well, it, it was an N64, correct? Yeah, I believe it was N64. Like, yeah. I, so many areas that you can traverse to. You know, and I just think it's all worth it. It's ridiculously worth it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was a fun game. I mean, I don't recall much of it, but I do know it was fun due to the fact that it was airplanes. I was for some some reason, if a video game allows you to fly, I love it. <laughs> no, I agree with it because I, I believe you also had boats in there, too, didn't you? Yeah, boats, cars and airplanes. Like I, I don't think anything can beat that, man. Like I think that's freaking awesome. I, I guess maybe Nintendo's like, wait, wait. If we release Diddy Kong Racing, we might completely screw Mario Kart. <laughs> we might knock it out of the number one spot with its uh, fifty billion copies sold, or something like that. It's not billion. There's only seven billion people on the face of the earth. So, like, I think Diddy Kong Racing needs to make a comeback sooner rather than later i think it's a great addition to this team especially with um banjo kazooie if like we just added him to smash like hopefully somehow we can get another game on a switch on nintendo just for banjo kazooie 17.89 million copies for mario kart yeah i'm telling you uh, diddy kong racing would beat that uh, that's uh, again another ha ha hope. But let's talk about a game that is coming out soon, and Nintendo is very pushy on, and it comes out on actually the creepy day of the year, Halloween, Luigi's Haunted Mansion Three. Can't wait for it. 
I can't either. I have it pre-ordered because they upped the pre-order bonus to 600 golden coins if you pre-order it on the oh. Nintendo eShop. Do you think you're going to be able to like use the Joy-Con to like to get the ghost like how you were able on the on the Wii? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think they showed that. I do not know. I'm not going to even try to attempt to answer that, but Ooh, that'd be that'd be nice. Just like going around with the Joy Cons in your hand while you have a docked, or if you're just doing it in like portable mode, and just yeah, stick one out for the vacuum cleaner, and it vibrates really hard, and you just yank it as hard as you can backwards, and it sucks the ghost up. Yeah, like I think that would be so cool. Like I, I think I definitely think they would implement that. I'm really hoping that they are. And then you have like even Luigi's Mansion is becoming like a couch co-op game with Luigi. Yeah, like, I mean they're even announced the whole. Uh, four on four, so it can go up to eight-player co-op to where you have four people playing as four different Luigi's and four people playing as four different Gooigi's. That's insane. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about. Games like that need to have some sort of achievement system. Like, it, it it just makes things so much better. Like to to have like a challenge in front of you and being able to like complete the game, especially with a game like Luigi's Mansion. It's so. It, there's so much depth into that game. Exactly. And that brings me to another point that it just made me think of. Like, if you look at the mobile games that Nintendo pushes out, and they're by Nintendo, those games will sync up to your Nintendo account, and there are certain milestones that you can hit in those mobile games that actually give you golden coins towards your uh, Nintendo account. Uh, so that's why you were mentioning yeah. getting the golden coins. Uh, that makes sense. Yep. That's... Uh, that's where I was getting the idea from. It took me a second to remember. And I was just like, where am I getting this from? I know I have a reason behind it. <laughs> like I, So, like, we're, we're having all those gold coin talk. And, like, we have one more game coming up shortly after Luigi's Mansion 3. And that's Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, my gosh. Um, but Shield remember, all the way. Like, I'm actually pretty excited for that game. Like, it's going to be awesome to have it on the Switch. I just wish that there was more Pokemon that were exclusive to each version of the game rather than yeah having besides like that one and two for this version and the one and two for that version i was a little ticked off that sir fetched is a sword exclusive please tell me you know who you sir fetched is yeah i do i do okay <laughs> i definitely do i saw that i thought that was so freaking cool how they brought him back into the mix but you know dragonite still doesn't have uh a cool variant regional variant which sort of sucks yeah it's because dragonite got a mega mega dragonite doesn't have a mega I thought he had a Mega. No, Dragonite does not have a Mega. I'm crazy. No, it definitely does not. I wish it had a Mega. That'd be cool. I wouldn't be complaining it this much if it had a Mega. I mean, he's like he's a complete Pokemon anyways. They're giving those Mega evolutions to like Pokemon that didn't have any justice going into it. Mm. You know? Yeah, he does not have a Mega. I just looked it up, and these are rendering fan art. I was just like, alright, I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I'm so serious though, man. Dragonite can definitely be like a really, really cool variant if they tried. But I personally maybe unpopular opinion, but I do think that they need to go to the community for the designs for the Pokemon. Like I mean, if Mike's you take like, some of a lot of these Google renderings, uh, a lot of these Instagram postings, Twitter, all these different types of fan art people make, like, there are some kick-ass looking Pokemon. Like, people get creative. Yeah, people definitely do get creative, and we're going into, like, a different look of how Pokemon look now. Like, you can even see, like, Pokemon now have, like, bigger heads. 
they they i think they're more into like the cute factor now like they're trying to make the pokemon look a lot cuter rather than like in the older generation of games where they looked like actual animals in the wild that's true and scary like gengar yeah, like Gengar, for instance. Like, like Pokemon looked a lot scarier or meaner back then. They looked like actual like animals that you could possibly see, even though they're a little bit crazy with powers. But like now, they just have bigger heads. They're more colorful, um, smaller bodies, all that. Yeah, I can't. Uh, what was it? The newest Pokemon is a uh, ghost type that lives in a teapot. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, like, the same developers that made a Pokemon out of a chandelier. Exactly. And now they have a Pokemon made out of whipped cream. Oh, my God. I... (sighs) Yeah. Ponder on that. I'll never forget when you sent... You sent me the the Pokedex description of that Pokemon. That, that That was sexual. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh that that is just nonsense but that pokemon gigamaxes to a freaking wedding cake oh my gosh well isn't that something uh i i have nothing else to say with nintendo that's a wrap for me all right and then that's all the news that we really have that we want to cover on the Nintendo Direct, the inside Xbox, and the state of play. There was the Oculus Connect 6. Uh, they did announce a lot of cool things. Uh, Vader Immortal 2 just launched, which is basically puts you in the role of a uh, young Vader apprentice. Uh, I was recommended the first game by a podcaster from The Gamer's Advocate. Uh, started playing the first bit of it. Absolutely like it, and I'm not even a big Star Wars fan. Uh, let you go into the role of using a lightsaber, and now the second episode gives you the ability to go into using the Force. It's not bad for $10 for an Oculus game. Oculus uh, announced that later in November, they're going to give you the ability to turn your Oculus Quest, a 100% wire-free handset, headset, not handset, uh, into an Oculus Rift so basically, you can plug it into your computer with the USB, and poof, all the Oculus Rift games you can now play on your Oculus Quest. So that opens up a bigger library for the Oculus Quest users, which is going to be phenomenal because I'm going to be all about that rumbus and the ruin for Psychonauts because it's an RV. I mean, a VR game. An RV game. Yeah, it's an RV game. Play it in an <laughs> RV. You can only play it while you're moving it in an RV because that just adds to the motion sickness. Oh my gosh, that actually sounds really cool that they're actually letting you turn your other device into an Oculus Rift so you get the full-on experience of having an, a Rift. Right, and they bring in a Pass-Through Plus, which gives you the ability to... Uh, it's either double-click or triple-click the Oculus button on the controller, and it will actually activate all the cameras so you can see what's going on without stepping outside of your Guardian zone. And they are bringing later in 2020... They're bringing hand tracking to where the cameras will actually track your hands instead of the controllers. And they did like a small little beta testing of it. Person using it was literally just making like pointer fingers, 
moving their fingers all around the screen. It was showing up on the a demo version. They were poking things like it was phenomenal. I was like, okay, this is neat. Yeah, like one step closer to Sword Art Online, aren't we? Uh, yeah, well, almost. We just need to get it to the point to where everything works flawlessly, and then they put the computer in the back of our head. I look forward to it. Um, if we get locked into the game, don't pull the plug. At least let me yeah. get to like a pushing area. I feel like they're going to make us have like higher insurance rates for that crap. Oh, you play Sword Art <laughs> Online? Uh, your premium is going to go up. We're just going to let you know that now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I already see it. I already see it now. Yep. Uh, my, uh, my, uh, I know somebody that died from Sword Art Online. Did they die in the game or from the game? Both. All right, here's the insurance payout. Here's a quarter of a million dollars. But I see a lot of people getting rich off of oh, this. I see a lot of people dying. That too. Yep. All right. Uh, so then one segment that we always do, since you are new to the double XP podcast, is we always talk about what are we playing? What is our time consuming? What have we been doing in our spare time that's been taking it up? Uh, for me, I've been playing Link's Awakening on the Switch. I am now to the third dungeon. Uh, so can't wait to start beating it. And then I picked up Monster Boy for the Switch and fell in love with that game. Wow. Uh, you actually have a full plate of games. Like for me right now, it's been Fire Emblem, um, Three Houses. That game is absolutely phenomenal if you haven't checked that out yet. And Link's Awakening, which is sitting right now in my Switch. I'm ready to get that thing going. I just got through the the prologue of it. And I think I'm in the cups, cups, I guess, cups, whatever it's called. Um, I'm in the middle of platinuming Batman Arkham Knight. Um, it's taking a lot longer than I originally thought, but we're getting there. We are definitely getting there. Ooh, a platinum. Look at you. Yeah. Overachiever here. Ah, oh, go get it. I know somebody who just got their 100 platinum. Oh my gosh. Shout out to that guy. Right. Like, Oh, well, there's actually one more game that I've been playing. Sniper Elite 4 with one of my friends. We're trying to get the platinum for that. That game is ridiculous. Does it so give much you like, like the full details of where the bullet goes into the opponent? Like you can watch the bullet go through like one part of their body and come out the other? Yeah, like you can even shoot them in the balls and it shows the ball sack and everything like when you shoot oh them gosh. there. Like, it's, it's that, it is that Ow. grotesque. <laughs> like, and the thing is, like we're, we just started playing it on the hard difficulty. It's called Authentic. And that game mode is ridiculous. There's wind resistance in that game. And you see the bullet like completely curve out of the way of the like the person you're shooting at. You're just like, whoa, that sucks. Cause now the entire base is after you. And you're just saying, you know what? Fuck the sniping. I'm just gonna keep shooting everybody with a regular gun. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. So yeah, that's what I'm currently playing right now. Phenomenal. All right. Well, I think that does it. Anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, no, I just had a great time, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us tonight. And as always, this is the Double XP podcast. Like, follow, and obey. Have a good night.